Hi, I'm Reverend Carol Saunders, host of The Spiritual Forum. I'm here with a lot of interesting people who are consciously walking the spiritual path, experiencing and expressing the divine in unique ways and through unique lenses. Everyone here has wisdom to share and an interesting story to tell, all to inspire you on your spiritual path. Welcome to The Forum. Welcome to the Spiritual Forum, everyone. I'm so glad you're here. I hope you're having an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening. And I just want to remind you to subscribe to the newsletter at thespiritualforum.org. And also, I have an upcoming retreat in October, October 19th through 22nd. It is a whole planet spirituality retreat, and the theme is Peace Begins With Me. If you want to learn more about it, go to thespiritualforum.org slash retreat. And that's my run-up. You know everything else that I would say, like, you know, ratings, reviews, <laughs> downloads, <laughs> donations, all that stuff. Very, very much appreciated. Thank you. Let me introduce my guest today. Yael Green is a hybrid human, an embodied portal, water technologist, and intuitive guide with a specific mission to help humanity during this time of transition and upgrade. She embodies an extensive knowledge in sacred geometry, balance, and harmony, and is experienced in reading and recalibrating the energy of portals back to their highest integrity. Yael has a bachelor's and master's degree in business and a nonprofit management and clinical doctorate in physical therapy, and she's spent the last 25 years in the fields of organizational and systems management, physical therapy, somatics, sound healing, and education. Welcome, Yael. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. We've had a long road to getting to this recording. So we I'm have. Excited. Yes, we kind of had a pre session. We kind of talked a little bit and then we had to reschedule. And yep. it's been a couple of months, I think. Yeah. 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 So all is in divine timing. <laughs> I think yes, so too. Perfect timing. New moon, the eclipse. So it's pretty potent today. Oh, yeah. It is potent. It is. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. Um, so I, I want to I hear your story, and that's kind of what we do on my podcast and how you got here. Mm -hmm. But first, I really need to ask you some very basic questions because sure. I know they're on my mind, the mind of listeners. Like, what is a hybrid human? Um, what would make you different from us regular humans? And, and what are living portals? Mm, Can you explain that and then go into your story? or? <laughs> And that might be the story. So okay. let's see what, what comes up from it. I think the best place to start is the portal piece. Okay. And the simplicity of a portal is you and we were talking prior to the recording of moving in and out of these states of understanding who we are and of beingness, right? So passing out, what we call passing out. That's yes. the that's the physical sensation that occurs in our bodies, right? We It basically takes our brains offline so that we can move into a different state. So we cross a threshold in the space-time continuum. And we'll move when we're talking today between quantum physics, uh, between science, between like energetic and harmonic resonance. So this, it, it it incorporates quite a few different pieces of understanding. And a lot of it is also based in science because my background is also in movement and science and so forth. So it's when we cross these thresholds, there are spaces in time when we cross thresholds. We've actually all been doing them. It's part of our mythology, even when we think about being humans in what we've written down. 
um, from religious texts to anything, any spiritual texts. It's always about crossing this threshold, right? We move away from a, a family or something that is our origin in order to become someone, something else, right? We've we do that when we transition uh, in life stages like puberty, adulthood, marriage, death. Those are all portals that allow us to move between spaces. Interesting. So um, what comes to mind is the hero's journey. Exactly. That's yeah. one of the, that is one of the perfect mythologies of this transition point. And there are these portals that allow for those transitions to occur. Whether we think of them as physical places on the planet, or we think of them as energetic understandings, like when we pass out, or even when we go to sleep, that is a portal. Death, sleep, those are all portals of movement of consciousness through dimensional levels of reality. Okay. That's why in a lot of religions, they when you wake up in the morning, there is this blessing that is said, like, I made it through death and I woke up to another day. And it's not even religious. This is just like an energetic understanding of how the how reality and consciousness works. Like, okay, I passed through that portal and now I'm back here. How am I different? And we ask that on the other side of the hero's journey. How am I different now? Yes. Yes. And the hero's journey is something as significant as, you know, quote the mythology, mythological slaying of the dragon, where there's some sort of shadow thing that you're working with yeah. and coming up to a higher level of consciousness after you've been in the cave. Mm -hmm. um, to, yes. okay, so to as simple as waking up from sleep. Um, Which sometimes from, isn't simple, right? Just the waking up process <laughs> isn't always that simple. Oh, yeah, that's right. That is right. Sometimes it is, you're going through the mire, the muck to get a, to come back to consciousness. Yeah. Exactly. And to come back and enter into this body, right? Sometimes like, sometimes people come to say, like, it's so hard for me to wake up. And it is hard to come back sometimes into the body. Right, right, right. I, and for those who are listening, before we started recording, I, I, described a situation that happened to me on a flight, an evening flight. It's happened to me before, but it was pretty much more significant this last time where I completely passed out on a, a late night flight. It was like 11 o'clock at night. And for about 10 minutes, I was somewhere else, I guess. I don't know where I was. Um, Yael is reminding me that I was somewhere else, um, but I wasn't able to like speak and really come back to full consciousness for about 10 minutes. Um, so now it's my discovery to learn where I've been. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Very that we're, interesting. we're doing that quite a bit, but like what makes the impetus for us to want to do this quote unquote hero's journey, or even just for fun and become more plasmic in our state in order to move consciousness out of the physical form into these other realms that our brain can't process or understand. Okay, so it would be about consciously moving our consciousness. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're we thinking? Can. All right, so then I have some agency and not just 100%. having my body do this thing. Okay, all right. Right, and the body doesn't even, doesn't even do the, it is simply just the vessel to come back in and out of. We try to understand this with the brain, but remember the brain is simply a computer of sensory input and output of information. Uh -huh. It has nothing to do with this. So the more we try to understand this, in that capacity, we will never. So that comes to the like the deep knowing, 
that place where we always like, oh, I know that. When you there's always something in some of our lives that like, I know that deep inside me, there is no question. It's that deep knowing of that something that allows us to do this hero's journey. If there's any question, we don't step into and go to that threshold or we'll step back from it. Right, right. And, and we'll I think keep we, moving we up and back. Oh, we do that all the time. I think about when I was a kid, I used to try and go off the high dive. I'd go up it and be like, no, come down. Up, down, up, down constantly until I finally That's did That's a it great once. metaphor. I did uh, a belly flop, but I finally did it. And we keep doing that until we have that connection to that knowing that we've got to do it. Okay. I, I, that's a really good metaphor. I have similar memories. Um, I guess the other thing that kind of comes to my mind from my own experience is shamanic journeying, um, mm-hmm. which I really haven't done for a long time, but you're definitely consciously putting right. yourself in the lower world or the upper world and experiencing a, a different dimension. So that would be a portal as well. Yep. The And you think about the the rhythmic beat of the drum is what allows the the portal to then to open up because there's a frequency that's happening, right? When we beat a drum, there's actually a vibration that's happening that we don't physically see, or some people see it. I do not have that sense. And it actually begins to open up a literal space that we can walk through with this plasmic part of ourselves, not our bodies, but consciousness before it becomes consciousness or back to source. It moves through a plasmic state, which is what allows us to travel through these portals to do the journey, to do the shamanic journeying, is we become a more uh, malleable state. You know, they they say, I mean, we could do this. Physically, if we aligned all of our molecules up to the exact vibration that say, like the wall behind me, those are molecules moving, but just very, very slowly. If I could line everything up in my physical, I could actually walk through that space-time. It is, in physics, it is possible. Yes, Obviously, yes. I can. I cannot do that. But that's sort of what this plasmic state allows. It allows us to move through different dimensions, which are just different frequencies and vibrations. And we have to match our frequency and vibration to be able to enter that space. And we do, we do that consciously. We do that through shamanic journeying, Plant medicines are very popular nowadays. We do that through meditation. And meditation just doesn't mean sitting. We do that through all, you know, when we're out in nature, when we're mm-hmm. by water and at the beach, all of those places are, that's why people like, there are people do dating profiles. Like, I like long walks by the beach. Like, why? Well, because your your consciousness lines up with who you are because of that space. Yeah, I get that. And we're going to talk about water in the second part. There's a lot to talk about water. Um, So uh, the other thing that brings to mind is the, what I, what I hear about like shapeshifters. I I don't know of anybody Mm -hmm. who's shapeshifting, but I know there've been, you know, tribal peoples who shapeshift. And so that would be another example of, of a portal. Everyone can do it. Why can, why can those that are living in tribes on the land do it? Because they are more connected to frequency. I get it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, right. Yeah, it's much easier. But you can do it. I know I can you do, can it. do it. I, yeah. I can do it. Um, and, and I think as a child, you know, Absolutely. like as a child, you know, I remember yeah. having this conversation with my mother and I was just convinced I could fly. Yep. I knew I could fly. 
And she kind of told me I couldn't fly. And, you know, thanks for the conditioning, mom, but (laughs) I'm sure her her intentions were good. But then I remember trying to fly and Mm -hmm. I had enough doubt that I, I set up kind of a cushion at the end of this this hallway. And there's this little girl, you know, I ran, I ran, I'm going to fly and bam, I fell on the ground. Mm -hmm. And, but I swear I had an experience flying before that. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. And that's because that those, those portals are much more open and accessible because they don't have as much programming or vibrations of these patterns that are around you. Like the more we're in this more material, this denser place, those portals become smaller to see and to feel. And that's because we put ourselves in these programming places to learn. It's not bad or anything. There's no judgment, but we, there's patterns. Like she said, you can't fly, which in 3D is technically true in, in this state of matter. So what she could have said is like, well, you know what? You're in this state of matter, in this body, you can't fly, but you know what? You can. And that's the difference if you could teach kids like, but you can in all these other realms. So let's see if you know you can connect your vibration because I know it's in there because you're telling me it. That's the way to sort of open up these spaces for kids so that we don't shut them down. Oh, that's cool. Well, I've got a chance with grandchildren to do that with. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. They're they're just they're they're ready for it. They are so plasmic in yeah. their nature that they haven't settled in to this body in such a concrete way yet. Yeah, and it's so interesting the conditioning. I mean, a big part of my ministry is to help people awaken from the conditioning and it's it's not like I'm awake from all the conditioning, but mm-hmm. I'm definitely committed to awakening from all the conditioning. Mm-hmm. And I constantly, you know, my prayer is show me what I cannot yet see. I'd like to learn more. Wait, I'm not ready yet. I've got enough now. <laughs> now I'm ready to to see more. And mm-hmm. and it it is um it is. It does kind of take a child's mind or a child's willingness to mm-hmm. see reality differently than all of the decades of conditioning. Yeah, yeah. And it's so. Oh, it's we're so conditioned. We're so conditioned. So, um, yeah. I'm thinking about how generations do that, and and like I said, I've got a grandchild coming, my first grandchild in July. <laughs> and maybe I'll be the grandma that talks about portals. <laughs> and maybe you do it now because they're in the field now. They don't need to just come. Oh, that's true. The- that is true. I do. I do talk and sing to her yeah. now. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I have to remind myself of that. And ask, ask her whatever, where she's coming from, what her experiences are now. Yes. So that it's, so that she remembers those coming into here. And I think that sort of like with my story, like I do remember being dropped off here and that's, we all can, but we, there's a severing that happens. And this is the similar, this is what, in order to go on this hero's journey, there has to be a severing because we also do this in vision quests. We have to sever ourselves from what was the past because it's going to stop us and pull us back. For example, if like, Remembering when I remember being dropped off, I was like, what is this? This is, I remember like being source is, there's no words for it. There is just this, you can't even say how amazing it is because 
It doesn't do it enough. And so when I remember, I was like, why would you leave me here at the in this place? I remember that feeling, like, why would you leave me here? And so if we don't have that severing, if we don't like have a break from remembering that, it becomes very difficult to live on this planet and to be mm-hmm. here. Same thing, like if you don't have the severing from family, you think, oh, there's some comfort back there. You mm-hmm. have to have a severing into the going into this initiation process. Something has to occur that breaks, like, I don't know, you, you know, you, your mother says something to you and you're like, that is it. I am walking out of this house and I'm never coming back. There's always a severing that happens. And so that's a big part of this. I remember that, that. So I don't have that same, like, I'm not trying to remember what it was like. I know what it's like. And so one, it makes it more difficult to be on this planet for me, but also it makes it easier for me to help others come back to knowing what they are as source before all the conditioning and patterning, because I know that. The thing that I know when that is for sure is that. Okay, so I've got a few questions. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so you remember being dropped off, and your question was, "Why? Why are you like? Why are you leaving me here?" Something like that. So who is you? So how the best way to understand this because it has to be translated into something that we can understand here, right? Structure that we can understand here. Generally with, for where I came from, source sort of fractals into these energetic beings and we come together in these family constellations, but really it's not like there's, there's like this mother archetype that is responsible for the learnings and you sort of like, okay, this is what these places are like. And you sort of see these things and experience what it's like. And But there's a playfulness to being energy. You're all these little energy beings coming together, learning and playing. And so that family, I remember traveling around and then coming down to all of a sudden, I was on this planet and looking up and they were traveling back without me. And so probably the first five or seven years, I that's most of where I spent my time. I call it a ship, you know, because people know UFOs are ships. It's just a, simply an energy of similar uh, beings together. Okay, so when we talk about UFOs and aliens, and those are that's our terminology mm-hmm. for other energy entities that don't normally inhabit this Earth right. plane. That's perfect. I think it's simple as that. Okay, yeah. I'm going to start. I'm going to start using those terms. I kind of like that. So, so that's your experience. That you you came from a family of other energy entities that don't normally inhabit this Earth plane. What about the rest of us? Are where did we come from? I mean, like me. <laughs> Do I have a so family too? <laughs> everyone has. We all come from this source pulsing ness that brings us into a vessel into a physical form what is that made up of that's something that you can here's the things like it becomes a marker here there are no markers or categorizations you know there got it we use these as markers to sort of know self in this form and remember a connection 
it gives us sort of this funnel to connect back into, right? There's a million quizzes like, am I a Pleiadian? You see them everywhere nowadays. So (laughs) I think it literally just gives a funnel to travel back into a container. And that's what we're always looking for. We're always always looking for containers that create a safety so that we can expand and contract, so that we can do this movement. I'm not going to mention the water again because I know we're doing that later, but right. Okay. It's just it's it's that will lead into to that. Okay. Okay. So so my my question in itself is my need to kind of have a category or to mm-hmm. to define something so that I can then kind of to, to me then then kind of be at a state of rest where yeah. then I can kind of expand and explore. But without that kind of categorization, that's what I'm seeking. I'm seeking something to, yeah. to say, this is it. And that yeah. even if that, that's not totally it, rest a little bit and explore. And, yeah. I, I love where this is going because, yes, that's exactly. We seek a container to rest to be able to do this. And then what needs to happen, and that's what's constantly happening, is that we go from this state of like, that means we're grounded right? People use this term grounded. I don't know what the heck it means or why people use this, but (laughs) we have a container. I almost think we should use like, we're contained instead of we're grounded. Like, okay, I'm contained right now. Great. And so then we move from there and we start to expand. And you know what has to happen with that container? It has to break open and we have to feel uncontained. Yes. And then we have to move back. So we're doing this. We can either see it as a spiral I like to see it as this infinity loop because that's a bit more of where right now we're in. But we go from contained to uncontained. And if we can move through and flow with that change, it's not from the two points. It's that movement. That's the joke. That's that's it. It's the movement. Um, All right. So something just came to my mind. I I read a book called The Starseed Transmissions years ago. And it's a book that takes the original Aramaic, and I think it looks at the Beatitudes and it looks at the Lord's mm-hmm. Prayer. Mm-hmm. And from that, I remember learning about the sound meanings of the language, and it's just so much richer than English and mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. European languages. Mm-hmm. And I even wrote my own form of the Lord's Prayer. But the mm-hmm. the term forever, you know, uh, in, in the end of the Lord's Prayer, it's uh, and for that is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever that forever, the translation is when things come together and disperse and come together again and disperse and come together again and disperse. And that's what your infinity or the containment and the lack of containment, containment, lack of containment remind me of. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's eternity is that movement. Mm -hmm. It's the movement. Yeah. And it's interesting because w- before you describe the eternity, where my mind went was a, a containment and then an exploration. And where my mind went was that then you would rise up to another level of containment and exploration mm-hmm. and then you continue mm-hmm. to rise up. So I was thinking yep. of, a, of like a movement upward versus just kind of a fluid back and forth. Right. And I think that's part of our hierarchical understanding of movement. The mindset. Yeah. I have a my hierarchical mindset. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just fine. There's we're just becoming aware of 
all of this? Because what's helpful is having contrast, like, oh, hierarchy. Oh, and that, because what that allows us is to have possibility. If we didn't have this contrast, we wouldn't have possibility. So when we think like, oh my gosh, I have a hierarchical mindset, like let's almost <laughs> celebrate that, right? <laughs> because that allows for possibility. I will own, I will push the edge and say like, wow, racism, it gives us place for possibility. All of these things that we think are awful, they give, they simply give us places for possibility. And I know that's probably controversial to say, but that is simply what all of these things are is, oh, because if we were in full possibility, we wouldn't know any one thing. And what we're here to do is like know things because we are fractal pieces. We're just little fractal pieces of this source. We're, so we're here to know things and then go into possibilities and know things and go into possibility. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And I think that I think that for some people, the space of possibility is uncomfortable. And I think I think for others, the space of knowing things is un <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And then we go into what does it feel like to be uncomfortable? Because we don't feel uncomfortable when we're source. We feel uncomfortable because we have a sensing mechanism in our body. We have a way to sense that. And like, what does that feel like? Like, oh, maybe it feels like there's some tingling in my neck for me, or there's something physiological that's happening. And once I can tap into that, then I sort of separate it from the story of it. Mm -hmm. And I can allow this vessel to become more resilient and expansive so that I can allow more frequencies of energies to enter it and be anchored in. Mm -hmm. that's the biggest piece is like we do all of these expansive things and the issue is that it the physical form doesn't have the capacity to anchor that energy in and we're in physical form though for a reason or no reason <laughs> okay <laughs> I'll take that one <laughs> <laughs> for this reason the laughter. finally <laughs> exactly it's for this the laughter exactly this is the these are like the cohen's like they make no sense yeah and then you just laugh at it that's it <laughs> okay it is funny we're, we're clawing for for another container to be in and that one's called there's a reason here <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, but back to your story. So you have this clear memory of being dropped off here from your family. <laughs> and um, I have no memory, but I, I may have also been dropped off in some way. <laughs> um, but, but, but all of us came from source. Yeah. And you, you came here. So even though I just talked, making a joke about reason, did you come here for a purpose? Um, you came here with a message to, to, to make some sort of shift here or support us in shifting? Um, yes. And well, I will say that coming into the body, we have an opportunity to just simply experience. It's otherwise, right, we wouldn't have that opportunity. 
And so if we simply leave it as that, that we're just moving through this world to experience, there's nothing to accomplish or specifically message on one level. On another level, I can see like, oh yeah, I'm here to, to you know, help people really understand how to be like, I've learned a lot from being in this body. Most of the learning that I decided to do was very physically oriented. I was a competitive swimmer for like many, many years. I am still very, like the activity level that my body needs is, is a lot in order to settle in and to have consciousness feel okay here. Most of the people that I am around most of the time are very concrete, grounded people. They're all the time saying to me, like, I don't know what you're saying because it's not grounded. I need you to say, it's like, they're always saying that to me, but I need to be around those people because it, it houses me back into physical. And so everything is like, oh, that's, that's what people are feeling, but they're actually more stuck in it. So that I'm here, like, I'm not stuck in this. I have no attachment to what happens on this planet whatsoever. No, like, even when I talk about like, People that died, like, okay, like, what is the big deal? I've, I, have worked in places where people go out in body bags. Like, what's the big deal? I, I don't have attachment to things that happen, which helps for people that are so attached to start to come out of that space and feel expansive. So that is one way. And then another place, like, no, I'm just here to experience and feel what's like to feel in the body. Or so there's a lot of different ways you can think about this and feel good. Yeah. So, um, okay. So when you're looking at death, you can be unattached, but unattached doesn't necessarily mean no compassion, I'm assuming. No, neutrality. So unattached or neutrality is a good word for it too. Okay. No, it doesn't mean that there, that you don't have compassion, that you don't have emotions, that they're not, it just means that neutrality, there's not a story that gets wrapped around it. Right, right, right. So when you when you look at this planet, I mean, we've we've got some issues, <laughs> but I suppose um, you know just just a history of war and violence and just I mean, just humankind against humankind and humankind against animals and just just a lot of lot of oppression exploitation. Um, I mean, what do you see? Well. Remember, we only see, depending on the perspective, and I taught, I'm teaching this class about, I taught it yesterday about like ascension to embodiment and looking at the landscape, where we decide to look at this landscape is the perspective that we come from. Like, if I know that there, there are cycles of 25, 26,000 years, when we look at the procession cycles, if I looked at it from that perspective, like, this is no big deal. It's such a small blip in time in comparison to that larger cycle. So it depends on what landscape and what point on that landscape. Like, am I looking from the top of Mount Kilimanjaro? If I had climbed that mountain, I have a fear of heights, so I probably wouldn't. But if I was there, that is a whole, like, you know the feeling that that's a whole different perspective than when you're in a different landscape, right? Like, Life feels expansive up there, I would assume. Right. Different perspectives. So what it depends on how I want to interact with it. That's the choice that we have. Because you're asking the question from a place of 
not being empowered or having a choice or thinking that you didn't have a choice or make that choice. It's like, oh, there's all this oppression, but you made the choice to interact with it in that way. You, whether it was conscious or unconscious, we have, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, did I make the, maybe I am now a paraplegic. I had a patient who was a runner and then her, she was in Europe. Her husband fell asleep at the wheel, paraplegic overnight. We make these choices, but there's nothing wrong with an experience. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. yes, why can't we experience oppression? What is so darn bad about that? Is that better or worse than feeling like I have this freedom? Like, what is freedom? The freedom is this actual awareness of your choice to have an experience and not judge it as good or bad. That's freedom. That's a great definition. It's simple. That's a great definition. So when when it says that your your introduction says you have a specific message to help humanity during this time of transmission transition and upgrade. Are, are you have we transitioning? to say that in bios, just so you know. You have to say oh. some message in a bio. They require that. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, because I'm like, okay, is that true? Do you have a specific message to help us? Are we transitioning and are we upgrading? <laughs> I depend, and again, like, yeah, right now at this moment, like, okay, I am interacting with it in an expansive way. Yes. If I bring that out and that's the perspective that I want to spend this next part of my life in? Yeah, absolutely. So we make these choices. Are they fact in every dimension of reality? No. They're one dimensional experience, not one dimension, but one experience in a certain dimension. And that's simply that there is no true reality because it's constantly doing this. And that moves in all frequencies in all dimensions. So so I'm thinking the helping humanity then is to helping us see or individuals see the choice we have. Mm-hmm. And to yep. see that to to learn this neutrality, this non-attachment, this mm-hmm. this flowing in and out of containment and possibility and um structure and non-structure. Yeah. And, and to see it, that it's happening. You're not not doing it already. You're already doing it. Right. And so then when we see that it's happening, then 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 we probably are able to move better from something's happening to me to like something's happening through me or I am happening through something. <laughs> that's an inter- really interesting way to explore it. And I think that's like happening to me, happening through me, happening like, yeah, this is a vessel. So things are happening through. And then we have this choice in there because it does happen through this form where then we have to make it manifest. We have to make it into matter somehow. Otherwise, it's just going to simply pass through us. When we decide to grab onto something and make it into matter, and I think if I use the example of the frequency of money, right? Everyone's trying to like be more abundant. And money is such a big thing, right? Money's a big thing, yeah. It's a, it's a big trigger. Uh, so much is out there right now with it, is that it is an energy, right? Turned into a matter, turned into a dollar bill. It's an energy, we've turned it into matter because we've decided to do that. So when we know that everything is moving in frequency and energy and moving through us, 
when do we choose for it to become matter? Like when do I choose for an energy to come through and for it to cause me inflammation in my knee? When do I choose to have energy flow through and purchase a house? Like where we live in 3D. Mm-hmm. You have to do these things if you want to live here. Mm-hmm. If you don't, great, leave the body. Like that's mm-hmm. not a problem. May you can make that choice to stay or not. But it's that that's where we get to be creative and have fun is these energies are moving through, these frequencies are moving through. And what do I want to do with them? What do I want to do? If I have $5,000, I'm going to give a job to each of those dollars. What do I want Mm -hmm. to do when I have this creative impulse? And now I'm like, hmm, I want to decide to create this coffee cup, or I want to create, you know, a, a piece of music. That's where your distinct individuality comes into play. And hopefully it's fun for you. It was fun for kids because they would go into a sandbox and think, oh my gosh, I have this energy of sand. I'm going to make something out of it. They just do it. Or they make something that looks, you know, like an imaginary world. It's not really imaginary, but we as adults have to concretize their thing and make it like, no, that person doesn't know. Like, of course they do. You're just not in my dimension. But that's, you know, that's a whole other conversation of like, all of these labels we put on like ADHD, things like that, like those are probably the most connected people all the time to other dimensions because they're able to cross that portal much easier or people that are bipolar that we put them into these categories. They just don't, Right. they feel like, oh, they're always somewhere else. Like, yeah, but what's wrong with that? Do we think this is such an amazing place? Like, <laughs> let them travel. What's the big deal? So, yeah. Yes, and that's that's a, that's a very neutral way of looking at it, you know. Just let it let it go. And the it, you're right about the imaginary world. It's like there's something like um, oh, I had a, I had a podcast guest on not long ago. We talked about how you're sitting in school and like daydreaming is a bad thing. <laughs> Stop daydreaming. It's like why <laughs> that they're creating? They're somewhere right, else, like you say. They're creating somewhere else. Just because you know, in order for that school, someone had to daydream that exactly. Everything always starts in imagination. So why are you stopping that from happening? Because we're, you know, concretizing, systematizing all of this so that we can feel safer. So the question is like, how do we create safer containers for possibility to occur? Yes. Yes. Okay. So you, you don't have a sense that you were dropped off here for a reason, um, but that you're you're an uh, an embodiment of energy that's here to uh, explore like the rest of us, or you know that we're here to experience. We're here to experience. And so right now I'm choosing to have this experience where I help others connect in with that possibility that they thought was impossible, that was concrete and now disrupting that framework. And so yeah. right now that seems fun. Right now, that seems fun, and the and what makes you different. I'm sorry, I keep trying to concretize you, <laughs> but mm-hmm. but I'm trying I'm trying to trying to work with this definition or this word hybrid human. Yeah. You sh- you shared with me once before that you do not experience the trauma or you don't have you don't have this attachment to the karmic uh, cycles. Mm-hmm. Yes, the karmic cycles. Can you share a little bit about that? I think it's sort of dovetails onto there is more of a neutrality because I spend more of my time in possibility than concretizing 
things. So karmic cycles tend to happen when we concretize things and systematize them because they become bound in the patterns. Karmic Karma is just simply this pattern that continues. That's all it is. And when we break that pattern, when we disrupt the pattern, we open up possibility. And so because where I spend more of my time, and that's just what I decide to do, is doing the disrupting and living in the those possibilities. It's just more fun to me. It's so, more fun. And it's something think, I'm guessing that through your work, you help people do that. Yeah. 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 It's, I, I can see and, this. Yeah, it's very clear. It's a choice that we make. To either stay tied, it's like the hero's journey, that having to leave and having to make a sever, mm -hmm. that we have to kind of sever this, this addiction we have to carrying on these patterns. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to carry on the patterns. It, that just doesn't sound fun for me. It sounds right. like boring. I honestly can't. I never finish anything. I don't finish books. I don't finish a lot of things. I'm like, I'm done with it. Okay. <laughs> but... It's not a, a one or the other. It's just this is fun for me. And I we want to have fun in this body. I okay. Do. Okay. So when people get kind of preoccupied or concerned with like the state of the world, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> that's not the domain you work with with people. Mm -mm. You're working at the individual, the person, and freeing that person. And and I think we then would get to a point where the state of the world is its own thing, and that and that I can choose the realm that I live in. And so, um, like like we'll have guests come on. We we talk about the distractions and we talk about transhumanism and things like that. So I I'm 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 leaping to this place where perhaps that's not the concern. Like what's happening to humanity with transhumanism, for as an mm -hmm. example, you know. Mm -hmm. Yep. Or AI, you know, what's happening, what's going to happen to humanity with AI and are the good guys and the bad guys, you know, that kind of thing that we do. Yeah, yeah. Ideally, if we all move into this place of, of recognizing the experience we have of moving in and out of structure and possibility um, and finding the joy in, in choosing what works for us or what we love, mm -hmm. that all of that kind of disappears. Good question. As I was feeling into that as you were talking, <clears throat> there the moving in and out of it does look like that. For example, the AI. I'm, she's like, my friend, you should go on AI. I'm like, what am I gonna do? I don't either. She's like, you should download this chat GPT. I was like, I don't know what that is. I feel the same and, way. What's so, that? <laughs> so the moving, depending on how you want to move into it and how long you want to stay in it, that is, and I'm, it's not whether I decide to like, I can see that. And if someone wants to go down that path and concern themselves with that, that's just deciding how long they want to elongate that loop. Like, what if I want to elongate that loop so it looks like 60 years of being concerned about one thing? Okay then that's, it's, I don't know if necessarily it's going to change. <laughs> it you mean like, may it, look it, exactly like with, the way the okay. world works, right? Okay. Because it goes in its pattern as well. Right, right. I mean, it is literally the same pattern, right? People are wearing crocheted tops now. Didn't we do that? I didn't do that. But didn't we do that in the 70s? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> or if we take the bigger thing, like the presidents or the leadership, those have been going in and out of the same thing for billions of years. Why do we want like, yes. Yeah, so if you want to follow that, then follow it. It's just another path. I guess I'm thinking about people who, you know, who are working towards, you know, civil rights or animal rights or try to free people or animals who are enslaved and that kind of, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm obviously an animal advocate, so I bring that in, but I can, I can, I can see how I can stay in that place, but I could also see if I don't go into that place, then I don't, I may not have an impact that would help someone. And I guess the question is, may I ask you help? something on that? Well, what is your view of helping? That's what I was going to say. It, it really depends upon what I think what, what my motivation is in helping also. You know, am I helping because it makes me feel good? Am I helping because I feel like a useful person? Or do I just have compassion and I see, you know, I, I see a, a, a dog that's left out in the middle of the night and who's freezing and I, 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 I do have compassion for her <laughs> and perhaps mm-hmm. I can figure out a way to get her inside, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think those are three different things. Remember, they're all really for you or me. Yes. Yes. They all, I mean, everything we do is for ourselves. I do recognize that when I'm, when I'm doing good, when I'm doing, when I'm serving, when I'm not serving, whatever it is, it's Mm -hmm. all, it's all for me. Yeah. When I'm, When I worry about someone, it's about me. <laughs> and I guess when I want a certain a sh- outcome for someone, it's about me. What's the story that we have around it? Okay. So when I go to the dog, I have a story that that dog is suffering. Okay. And that the, the dog in the, in, the, in the winter is suffering in the cold. And I think my story is that because I also am really cold and I suffer <laughs> in the winter. So... I, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm making up a story that that person is bad or anything like that. I'm, I'm kind of concerned about that dog. So what is that? So that, it, when we, and I want to say that we're, at, we're looking at this perspective from more of a holographic perspective. Okay. Versus a 3D. Like I've got a pup right here. I've got like 15 coats for her. Believe me. <laughs> probably 15. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I've got a little scarf for her and everything. Um, Oh, that's so cute. This is like, we want to keep coming back to like, where are we asking these questions from? Are we looking for absolute truth in certain perspectives? So if I'm looking at the 3D, like, of course, I'm not going to let her go out without her little shoes even. She hates it. I'm not going to let her go out without these shoes. So yeah, like that. So that is on that perspective. If I'm taking a different view of it, like say in a different dimensional understanding that this universe is simply a hologram of everything we're creating for ourselves, then what? Then that version of what we were talking about, like it is all for us. We're, it's exactly our reflection of all of this. So the story of like this dog needs help, nothing. Like the dog doesn't necessarily, that's simply just, we're playing out these stories and and needs to understand and see who we are and reflect compassion to who we are. But it's just where, where are we asking these questions from? That's the the thing we keep going back to. Where, where do we ask them from? Where are people asking them, them to us from? Okay. So what if it's just empathy? Is that not possible? In a holographic understanding that we've created everything? It is, but it, then it's empathy 
reflected back so we understand what empathy is. Because as source, we don't understand. Empathy is not possible, right? Because as source, you have no reflection of self. You are self. So part of my experience in this plane would be to experience empathy. And you say, do I want to experience that in a 3D plane in where matter is very thick? Or do I want to go into less dense planes? Where do we want to experience that from? And I know this is possibly beyond where people are thinking, but like, yeah, where do I want to experience each of these reflections of self from? Because the further away we get from physical matter, the more it is a, or the less it is a verb. This is a cone right here. The less it is a reflection and the more it is a reflection of self because that's all it is. I don't know if that makes sense. Okay, I'm going to have to re-listen to this one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll, edit, I'll be editing a couple of times and I'll listen to it myself. And, and yeah. I, anybody who's listening, I hope you engage because this is a really interesting conversation and and things to reflect on. Um, so I, I, I think one of the things I'm taking away is this concern that so many of us have about the world um, is can, can kind of be a trap um, of our consciousness. Um, and that perhaps just re-looking at it as this is part of our experience, I know there are others that would say, well, that's a trap because it's getting you to not be in action to make the world better. <laughs> so in, it's the, a little... in the 3D plane, yes. Yes. Our 3D model is to be active in it. Yes. Yes. So, okay. So the 3D, okay, I'm getting this. So when when you talk about like upgrade, is that upgrading to different dimensions? I mean, I hear people talk about 3D and 4D and I 5D know. and all that. And I don't know what any of that is really. I know. And yes, the the wording is tonal in nature, like you were talking about before. But it serves so words and visuals, everything that's sensate serves the purpose of giving the brain information and something to do. That is simply all it is. Because remember, we're a nervous system and a brain. We took uh -huh. everything else away. If you've ever seen a picture of, or dissected a body, which I have, which is very cool, you see, you can see a nervous system and a brain. It's the computer and everything that comes into it. The temperature I feel right now, uh, all the physical sensations that come in as information and then gets processed. The brain does its job, which means it puts it in its little boxes and its containers, creates patterns so that it knows what to say when it experiences that same thing again to create action. That is simply all this does. So if I'm trying to, and if we know that, the tonality of words or visuals or of this space is to move beyond the brain, because now it's been given its information, right? Like I see a white wall. Is it really white? Well, we know white is made up of a lot of colors or lack of color. I can't remember. It's, it, but we know it's different than white, right? It's not really white, but the brain yeah. sees white. Okay. Because right. what the brain is, we've put that thing in there. And now the brain's like, okay, I've got white. So it's got its job done. And now we can bypass that and start to upgrade or have a different understanding, or a different dimension. Those just mean different levels of understanding and frequencies that bypass the, the brain. Okay. Okay. I think a simple way to start by saying that. Okay. I, I can does get that. Does that make sense? That does make sense. 
Because there's a lot of talk about, you know, this planet is moving from 3D to 5D. And mm -hmm. I, I just don't know what anybody's saying. So here's <laughs> what doesn't mean that it's not. But here's where you like, I don't know what that means. And so what's happened is we've, the brain's like trying to figure it out. It can't. So it's okay. Now we're going to go into a, another understanding like, oh, I don't know what that means because that's an actual sensing in a conscious for your consciousness for this energetic part to like, oh, and now if I listen to that, I don't know what that means. And then we start to follow that. If we make that true, I don't know what that means. Now, what do you feel? Like, yeah, I don't know what that means. And then what happens is we start to have possibility mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because we don't try and force it into the box up here. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I don't know what that means. And then everything around starts to like vibrate differently and it actually is vibrating. And then that starts to shift that into something that you get to understand. Like, I'm never going to know what that is. And you're going to start to make up your own understanding and reality with it. So then I, I move into possibility about what that could be. What, what, mm -hmm. Is that what you're saying? For you. Yep. For right. you. So, yeah. So I don't, I, I don't fight this. I don't know what that means and make it wrong or, or have some sort of attachment to it. Yeah. I'm actually pretty neutral about not knowing what it means. I don't know what it means. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And I'm and I'm yep. okay with it. But then but then then okay, so then that's like a new container almost. Mm -hmm. Almost. So then I can kind of explore there and kind of imagine what it could be yep. and create and from there. Exactly. And you may have some information that comes in in many different ways. And then you keep seeing like, oh, does that feel like something I want to create? Does that, and now you're creating your own reality, which is what those mm -hmm. words mean when people throw those words around all the time. Create your own reality, manifest your own reality. Those are words that are thrown around all the time too. They sure what, are. What, they, what does that they mean? Sure are. <laughs> they sure and are. Yeah. It might simply be to, for us to ask, what does that mean? And to be in neutrality about that. So it opens up a container. Maybe that's okay. what those words are for. Right. Right. I'm really I'm getting this. I'm getting this thing about neutrality. Um, all right. That's very cool. Um, so is there anything else we want to talk about um here before we go to our second part? I guess I've had a couple of questions for you. Sure. Um like what is your perception about like the religions on this planet in this three day three D world? Do you have any any reflection on that? Like, what is it for? Or what does um, it serve? Or are you completely neutral about things like that? I am. I, I think, like, I, they are fun to explore. And, again, depending on how far we want to stretch out that loop on the side, we can explore that as much as we want. Um, they, in the 3D, in the human, in this physical vessel, it allows a container. It simply creates a container. I mean, we're in this vessel, we tell stories. It's necessary for us to have stories in this vessel because it's what it what is our why. If we didn't have a why, we would sort of float aimlessly. If we didn't have that knowing and have that be in a container, like why would we be here? That sort of helps us to motivate to like, oh, yep. This is my why. I feel that deeply. And then it creates action from there. So they help us create actions and new potentials 
in these stories. Is okay. one story better than the other? They're just simply stories. I get that. I get that. So early on, we talked about this, what is our reason for being here? And then and then it's like, we don't really need to have some sort of external reason, but we do need to create our own whys. And in we this, do that through storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this body, for sure, we need that. Yeah. Yeah. It, like it needs to have that anchor just because of its energetic uh, makeup. When we're more, you know, when we do these travelings, you don't need a why. You're like, oh my God, the why, like there is source and everything in oneness, right? When you listen to Ram Das, like, and everyone, you know, that went through that psychedelic period of time, it's like, everything is oneness. Why do we need, we don't need whys there. But here, because we are denser, it needs something to hold on to. Our molecules need something to hold on to. We do need patterns for this body. If we didn't have any patterns, we would literally just be molecules of energy moving around in space. But those patterns allow us to be in our physical form. Very cool. And it makes me grateful. I feel I feel very um, empowered. You know, we I make this choice to be here in this 3D, to have whatever experiences I have. I choose the experiences. Um, but this idea of being able to, of having the choice to stay neutral mm-hmm. um, and allowing myself to expand in possibilities gives me much more freedom and yeah. agency in my life. Mm-hmm. And and to have that have that have life work through me versus have it work you know things happen to me. Um, so exactly. I'm seeing where where all this is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's why it's so difficult for energy to enter a physical body because it's so different. It's like opposite ends. And I like I feel like if we actually had a real school, it would be teaching. I work with so many people who are suffering and struggling because that initial entering into the body was is so difficult. It is for everyone, but to have a school to understand what it's like for energy to be in this weird vessel, it's weird. Let's like, let's just say like, it is weird. And then all of a sudden you're like, how do I move this? How do I, that's why kids are like, oh my gosh, like a finger is a. (laughs) Little babies are looking at themselves. Yeah. Why are they looking at themselves? Because they were energy. Yeah. And so if we can teach them how to understand themselves as actually energy in the body, that would be a whole different experience. Right. That'd be a different school. Yeah. Do you think the the energy ourselves as energy enters the body um, like at birth or do you think it enters at conception or do you have any sense of that? I don't know if that's even real, this birth thing. Okay. Say more about that. Peace. Um, Well, I mean, it does happen. It does happen in this part, in this plane. And the, does it, does it impact anything to understand when it enters? I guess I'm just kind of curious about when that sense of constriction happens. Maybe it's just a curiosity because Mm -hmm. I mean, having given birth, I, 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 and, and having been birth, I, I sense that there's a, this kind of a sense of, of, of floatingness or free flowingness. But then once you hit the light and it's kind of like, wow. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then there's crying and there's, ah, there's kind of this angst that happens at birth with the baby. So I'm thinking yeah. that there's kind of a shock that happens to the soul or whatever we want to call it at birth. That's kind of just why I was asking the question. Even before that, there's a shock because if that energy has to enter through the root of the being, or was it even, you know, 
There are plenty like the, the confinement, we, the the having the this kind of a largeness of of non three D being mm-hmm. kind of crammed into a little body. That that no matter when it happens, that right. that's a shock. That's the piece to to be focused on. Or like, was there an implant that happened off planet? Like those things that are part of this process, and it being there being agency between both sentient beings that are part of this process that comes back to okay when do we decide together to go into this phase knowing that we're going to have this as well but it's our first experience of this phase of life which is okay the can it, it can feel like containment because it is necessary but how do we allow it to come in that is really intentional and we're going to safely contain you because this world is very different. I know very few people who like are conscious, people mostly like, I'm going to have this for me because this is what I've wanted. And this is what I feel like is my person. Like, but what about the, where is the, when does the agreement happen? And when are we looking at teaching not about the patterns but how how are we going to allow a, an energy to shape into matter that's the key are you are you talking about agreement i'm i'm not following between, exactly you're talking about agreement between mother and child being and being whatever however we're going to look at that cuz i don't want to say limit it to like language of things but there is the agreement all of those two, but also the entire collective of bringing this energy to this planet. And how how do we allow like this containment versus constriction to see it and feel it as that? Yes. You know, there's, yeah, it's a whole other. It's a whole other podcast. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, it is. That's right. That's what it feels like. Okay. Well, we touched on it. Maybe we'll do that again sometime. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think I want to wrap up this hour. Yael, it's been really interesting. Is there anything else that you want to say that you didn't get a chance to say in this hour? I think we've just, hopefully, uh, there's this soup. And I know that people will feel, some people feel like, I got it at this moment. Some people feel like, wow, I just got my feet cut off. And all of that (laughs) Is and any version of that is exactly where I had hoped that this would create some disruption and also a container. So if that's where that is, then that's the best place. We just bless all that. those who've been disrupted and all those who feel contained, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yep. just know just know that we go in and out of those two. Exactly. So whichever space you're in right now, I I am not worried because I know you're going to come into the other space. So I never worry where we leave it. It's just one point where we're leaving it and you're going to come to the other space. I love it. I love it. Really, really great. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you. Uh, Thank you, everyone who who hung with us in this really fun Mm -hmm. journey and exploration. And I hope you join in with uh, part two. We're going to be talking about water and the healing properties of water and more about water than you probably would ever imagine. Um, Thank you so much, y'all. And I now close the spiritual forum. Thanks for listening. 
If you like this podcast, you can let me know by leaving a positive rating and review on your favorite podcast app or make a tax-deductible donation at thespiritualforum.org. The Spiritual Forum is a podcast, prayer, and retreat ministry affiliated with Unity Worldwide Ministries. Thank you again for being a part of the Spiritual Forum community. And remember, you are an amazing, divine, and powerful being. Thank you.